Hey everyone, welcome to episode 147 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Sandeep Acharya, the CEO and co-founder at Octave. Let's not waste any time. Let's bring him on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today? Doing great. Thanks for having me on, Jared. Absolutely. I'm excited. And we were just talking about what timing, because for, for the audience, uh, you, you just raised your, it was your Series B, I believe. That's right. Uh, a day before we're recording this. And, uh, you know, when we were, I was going through and planning out the podcast, did not expect, well, I knew you were probably going to at some point, just thought, did not expect it uh, right before we were recording. So I'm excited to talk about that today, but also talk about you um, and, and the company. I think it'd be great if you could start off by just giving the audience your intro and we'll, we'll talk about uh, Octave after that. Great. Yeah. So, you know, Sandeep Acharya, founder and CEO of Octave Health. We're a mental health startup that's focused on improving access to in-network care in a high-quality fashion using step care and measurement. So I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, in terms of my background, um, I took a little bit of a long, uh, a long winding path to get into healthcare. Um, both my parents were programmers growing up in New Jersey and thought I was going to be a tech entrepreneur. Uh, was working in, in venture and just ultimately didn't feel like it was uh, fundamental to the human problem that we're the kinds of things we're solving with. I was trying to find something that was a little bit more societally positive. And so I was digging around, working as an investor at, at BankCap, and then I, I, that's where I found healthcare. And um, the thing that attracted me to healthcare is, you know, how broken it is. You know, there's really good ideas, really brilliant people, but the incentive structures don't really work well. And I think that can lead to some really bad outcomes for people. So, you know, left, left investing, was looking at, um, starting a business, but then met the founder of One Medical, Tom Lee, uh, about a decade ago. And we really, I really um, got along with him as we thought about how to use primary care to make a better, uh, more accessible uh, healthcare system. And so I joined as a head of strategy, was, was there as we kind of built it from early stages into kind of pre-IPO phase. One of the things I focused on was uh, offering One Medical uh, uh, memberships to employers. So instead of people paying on an individual basis, we started working with plans and employers to kind of cover that um, in exchange for helping improve healthcare quality and, uh, and cost. We, we brought about a thousand employers on board. It was actually a really popular program. And that's where I kind of first got a view at how big of a problem there was in mental health. Um, a lot of the employees we were treating when we started looking at the population, 30% of the, of the groups we were treating were dealing with anxiety and depression. Um, two of the top five diagnoses, even back then. And then you talk to primary care doctors and they'll tell you, we're only coding a third, but it's actually much more than that in terms of people who are, who are treating. And so I started looking at the data and it was kind of really compelling. You know, there was a huge need for the services. There uh, are lots and lots of um, folks who kind of skew younger, who are, who are kind of actually more uh, in tune to doing something about it, but there's a lot more anxiety and depression as we all now know. So started the company in 2018 with the impetus of trying to figure out a way to have a system that worked as well as one medical did in primary care. So how do we bring that sort of approach and thoughtfulness to mental health? You know, launched in New York and quickly realized that no matter what we could do in, on offering great services, we couldn't do them well unless we were working with insurance companies. And then I began to look at, you know, the problems that we saw just how hard it was to accept insurance. Um, insurance companies, um, as, as, as hard as they try, make it very challenging um, with the deductibles and some of the complexity of insurance. 
but also just the reimbursement rates. Um, you know, in the markets that we serve in California, New York, if the average therapist can earn double on the cash pay rate um, and charge people cash and not deal with any of that complexity, there's not really much incentive to accept insurance. So really began focusing on solving that problem in 2019. Started accepting insurance with Anthem on a unique relationship where we asked to be able to be held accountable to higher standards. We asked um, to, to report against our outcomes as a means um, to justify, um, you know, being impaneled by Anthem and also be accountable for satisfaction and, and access. And that relationship we launched in California, in San Francisco as a pilot, and we're now expanding across all of California. And it's really led to some really interesting things that we're doing with other payers and hopefully we'll be announcing soon um, in the coming couple of months. That's exciting. Yeah, it's, you bring up a topic too that scares a lot of practices and, and telehealth organizations just in general, working with the payers, right? It's uh, when, you can, when you can do it though, it really opens up numerous opportunities for your company. Uh, I know patients are really excited because whenever they know they can get re some reimbursement, right, for, uh, for the care that they're seeing through your organization, it excites them and it makes them want to even use your service even more. But it's a pretty daunting uh, task to get everything set up so that you can get to that point. And I can understand when people say, well, if I can make double and just take in cash, do I even want to do this? So uh, kudos to you and your team for kind of uh, putting your heads together and thinking up a, a good strategy to make that work um, and work pretty quickly too. I mean, launching in 2018 and then doing this in 2019 is, uh, you know, we, we talked to a lot of these companies and it's always something on their strategy, but I feel like the way that you were able to do it in, in a year uh, is actually really good. Well, I think there's some, for better or worse, healthcare is, is an industry where it helps to have a track record and relationships. And so um, some of the folks I work with are people I've worked with in previous um, roles and it made it a lot easier for us to start the relationship. And a couple of things I just wanna highlight, I mentioned step care, but I really wanna double click on that. You know, what we found is that there's a lot of people who are dealing with mild to moderate anxiety and stress or even subclinic, have subclinical needs and that can be helped by coaching. Uh, so we offer a coaching program. Um, we, we work with a board certified coach who's been trained in CBT, DBT and mindfulness. Um, uh, and you can work in 30 minute sessions for a period of about eight to 12 weeks. And what was really interesting is, um, I think we were the first company to accept insurance for that program. So we worked with Anthem to get that in network, but also we built um, uh, a data set that proved that we're actually able to get really good outcomes using coaching. Uh, our, our, our clients saw 30 to 40% reductions in stress, anxiety, and depression uh, pre-post our coaching program. And, and we now see that there's a lot more interest in coaching amongst payers. Um, and that's great because we think that particularly as there's a shortage of good therapists, um, we need to be able to work with a number of different folks um, who can help who can help people. And so um, we're really focused on one, having high quality services, not just in therapy, but also coaching. And then two, trying to really understand who needs what. Um, you know, if you think, if you and me were sitting and looking at the whole you know, swath of people that have need, it would make sense for us to, 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 to really try to target and personalize what we offer whom. And, and that's what we're focused now and you know, probably for the foreseeable future. What would you say is still one of the major issues uh, with the space that you're addressing? And obviously, uh, and we'll talk about this in just a second, right? But you just raised your series B, obviously 
um, you'll take that capital and you'll continue to grow the company and kind of uh, move forward with some of these additional initiatives that you have planned. But what are some of the things that you're still seeing that are wrong with the space that you're trying to, because, you know, there's always the initial problem when you start the company that you want to solve, but then all these other ones come up as you're, you're focusing in on it. Um, what's that phrase to the, um, I think it's reticular, the reticular like activating, it's something like, um, I think our, uh, I can't think of the term. Tony Robbins used to always say this term. Once you start working on something right, all of a sudden you keep thinking about all the different problems. You are aware of things now that you were never aware about, even though you were studying it pretty closely before too. Um, what are some of the major issues that still exist in the space that, that you're looking to solve? That's a great question. So, you know, coming, coming to this from afar, you know, working from other sectors, it's like, of course there should be measurement. We should, of course it should be clear that we should determine whether or not clients are actually getting better in our care. But as I dug in, I realized that, you know, first of all, two in 10 mental health providers or therapists actually use measurement in their care. And the reason is because it's just not intuitive, right? Um, and there haven't been systems historically um, to uh, train providers in what to do with measurement. Okay, you've done a PHQ or a GAD7, these are two instruments that actually provide objective measures of how someone's doing. What do you do with that? What happens if a patient isn't responding? How do we do this in a way that's not um, annoying for patients, right? Um, and so a lot of where we're focused and part of why we raised is we're trying to uh, develop a technology that makes it easier, not just for um, patients, but for providers to be able to assign and use that care. And some of it's about technology and some of it's about culture, right? Um, it's uh, if, if you know how to do thing one way, if you can train one way, how do we make it um, you know, easier uh, and, and rewarded uh, to use feedback informed care? I think that's something that we're struggling with and a number of other mental health companies are, are thinking about how to do well. Well, this round will, will definitely help you with uh, continuing to build up the technology. So that's exciting. Um, what's really next for the company now? So you, you just, this is really recent news. You just raised your series B, um, obviously, a, you're going to continue to invest in building out that technology, but what, what are you really excited about uh, as we kind of look forward to, I guess, the next, let's just say one to two years? Yeah, a couple of things. First, I mean, logically we started in San Francisco and New York, but geographic expansion is a huge part of it. I can announce that we're definitely expanding to several additional cities in California. Um, you know, Oakland, San Jose, LA, San Diego, and a number of others just to meet the need of the folks that we're, we're serving in other states as well. Um, so that, that'll be fun. It'll be fun to kind of um, bring on new, new teams and, and grow and expand. But the thing I get really excited about is as you scale, you can start to get a lot more focused in the kinds of treatments that you offer, right? Um, so you can bring on specific specialties. Uh, we have a couple OCD experts, but the ability to kind of have several in the system helps people in a better fashion. And I want us to really start targeting folks and, and helping um, with specific populations that have a need, um, postpartum mothers and uh, folks who are, are struggling um, with uh, PTSD. Uh, one of the things that was really interesting that we've done already that I want to continue is we had a first responder program uh, in, in, in last year where we helped essential workers uh, effectively for free to be able to um, stabilize um, given the crisis with COVID-19. I think um, we're at this place where um, there clearly is a shift happening in all of our, our state. How can we identify patterns and serve people better who have been affected in similar ways? Um, we've invested in uh, 
clinical service design. And we brought in a clinical service design leader who's a psychologist, very brilliant. And under her, we're gonna be over time building out more and more clinical specialization and support for specific use cases. Um, that's one of the reasons that I'm excited to build a provider centric organization is there's a lot to do, not just in tech, but just in the, in the, in the core clinical content, deploying evidence-based treatment wherever possible. I know it sounded like a lot. <laughs> no, I, hey, I'm, I'm excited to continue to follow the progress. And you guys have already done so much in a very short period of time. So uh, I'm really excited to continue, obviously, to stay in touch with you and other members of the team and, and kind of see how things continue to grow. Uh, also, you know, this is really your intro podcast with Slice of Healthcare. The goal would be to have you on uh, at, at some other point. We can kind of talk about where you're heading, what's new. Uh, and, and talk about some other, whether it's you or someone else on the team, right? But we can kind of focus into the different areas because uh, th these, are, these are short podcasts. We could talk about this stuff all day if we really had to, right? But we gotta, yeah. we gotta condense it. Yeah, I can, for sure. Very cool. Well, once again, I wanna thank you for, for joining me as a guest on the podcast and wish you all the best of luck and just congrats on everything so far. Thanks so much. Look forward to keeping in touch as things progress and appreciate you having me on. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, you can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.